Hey, yo, Josh, let me get a little bit of reverb. Yeah. J. Will. Yeah, I'm about that lifestyle. I talk ring work, repping it all over. It's right on the T-shirt. Been for a lifetime. Yeah, that's a long pass. Figure I would show some love right on the podcast. Turn this up loud and make sure you don't do nothing else. Cause if you're listening to us, then you're improving your health. My name is J. Will. Welcome to the show, yeah. Wrestle, flow, 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 yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to a very special bonus edition of Wrestling Reverb. Um, I feel like I should almost take out the wrestling in this title and just call this Josh and Kevin Reverb. Um, Kevin is also here. I like that name. I I do kind of like Josh and Kevin Reverb. Um, Anything to put the name out there. (laughs) Update the the graphics, it's changing. (laughs) (laughs) Sadly, it doesn't have the same ring to it as Wrestling Reverb does. It doesn't. It's not as twangy. It doesn't. But um, we're not going to be talking about too much wrestling today. Um, I probably will tie in a few little things into wrestling just because it does relate to a lot of the stuff that I'm going to talk about. Um, so this episode will be... You'll hear Kevin's voice as well. Don't worry. He'll still be here. He'll pop in every now and again. Um, just with, to chime in on some things, but, um, I wanted to do something a little different today. Um, like I said, I'm not going to be talking too much wrestling, maybe a little bit here and there just cause it ties in, but in, I'm going to speak completely from my experiences and myself. I'm not going to talk for anybody else cause this story is different for ev- everybody, but Um, today I want to talk about my journey to the person I am today, um, my struggles with, um, mental illness and just stuff that's gone on in my life, um, that has kind of shaped me to how I think and how I am as a person, um, in this day, uh, 2019, how I am. There's a reason I am like I am, like, so positive and stuff like that is because I've seen other side of things that wasn't the best days, but I think it's very, I need to just say that I'm going to be 100% honest on this, I'm going to be 100% open, I'm not hiding anything, I'm not shying away from anything, because I think it's important to talk about this kind of stuff, because you never know who's listening, you never know who you're going to help, you never know, um... And I think with, in my situation, is that I've pretty much gotten on the other side of things. I can see this from an outsider's perspective, almost, in terms of just looking back. Um, but so many people shy away from talking about this kind of stuff. And I think it's okay to sometimes shine a light on the dark if it's going to create light. Um, before we get started on my kind of my kind of take on my struggles and stuff like this. Um, I know, Kevin, you've been open on your blogs about um, mental illness and your kind of journey with that. Um, Do you want to just give a brief kind of rundown of what that was entailing, if you want to? Yeah, sure. So, 
uh, about let's say a year ago, maybe a little bit a year and some some change. Um, I was in school. I was living in an apartment with my friends. I was having a good time, but slowly I was sinking. Unbeknownst to me at the time, I was sort of sinking a little bit. Uh, my grades started to struggle. My I, I was I was uh, struggling to pay the rent on my apartment. I was sinking. I was shying away from people and from all the things that I used to love. I was just sort of spiraling out of control. And so, after a few months of just dealing with it by avoiding it, just by letting it sit and fester and trying to push it down and down and down, but eventually it comes back up. It always comes back up. You can't you can't really talk this stuff down. And I got into a place where I was just I was in I was sort of in a dangerous position, and I was away from my family, I was away from most of my friends, I was just struggling really badly, and I eventually my mother came out, and, and she picked me up from school, and brought me back home, or otherwise I'm not sure what would have happened if she hadn't come out and got me, so I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder, and heightened anxiety, which I think are very common, I think a lot of, I think there's more depressives and more sufferers out there than we know because like you alluded to it's not something people like to talk about people always say mental health is tricky they say it's a tricky subject the only thing that makes it tricky is that we don't talk about it enough i like you you mentioned my blogs i started writing mental health blogs um after my first stint in the hospital i was hospitalized in september and again in November. And in the middle of that is where I started my blog. And in addition to in addition to the wrestling stuff, I started writing trying to write weekly mental health pieces about, you know, my struggles and sort of everything I go to, you know, motiv- struggles and motivation, anxiety, depression, uh, just all sorts of th- all sorts of things, loneliness, fear, all all the things that really have tied into my to my mental illness, I've, I've tried to write about, but uh, as as of now, um, you know, I'm still sort of in the thick of it. I don't think it, re- and it's something that I'm not sure if I will ever stop dealing with. I have good days and I have bad days. I have some really good days. I have some really bad days. Honestly, yesterday wasn't a very good day for me. Honestly, uh, it's just like. It's unexplainable. It, uh, it's like the it's like the, the snap of the finger, and I could go from being like really positive and happy and wholehearted to just being down in the dumps. And I think that that's that, that's I think that sums it about up. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to ask Josh. Uh, and I, I'm really looking forward to hearing your story because I think that it's really brave what you want what you're trying to accomplish here. I think that it's people like you that take the initiative to bring mental health into the light, that is ultimately what's going to help a lot of people uh, deal with their struggles. Yeah, that's kind of what I is my intention is that, listen, I'm not saying I have lots of viewers and listeners. I'm not saying that at all. But 
out of the small group that listen to me. You never know who you're going to help. You never know who's going to stumble across this. That is mm-hmm. my and just sharing my journey because um, the people that do listen, um, I like to be. 100% the authentic version of me and I can't do that if I don't you know I can't do that if I'm just showing you the happy side there is a different side to me I am genuinely um a fairly happy person I'm not crazy person and I'm like 100% happy all the time but in in this you know this time of my life I am a fairly happy person but um sometimes you got to see the the bad to get get to the good, at least in my eyes. Um, so I'm just going to kind of take you through a, a little walk in what kind of happened to me as a teenager and stuff like that. So I was always a fairly um, social, happy kid, like preteen. Like I was always one to be... Um, you know, social with other kids. There was always that one, you know, singing karaoke and, you know, just, I was a, det- a bit of a, I liked, you know, the attention I liked. Um, always just trying to outdo everyone else. Like, I'm just like, no, I'm like happy and all this. Always remember that as me as a kid. I was always a fairly happy kid. Um, grew up in a, I was the middle child, older brother, younger sister, um, happy parents, all of that kind of stuff right up until I was about 11 or 12. And um, I think where things started to go weird for me um, was my parents got divorced and it was a rough divorce. It wasn't a fun divorce. We were all kind of involved. And I was at that age where, you know, 11 or 12, you don't fully understand what's happening, but you also know something's up. And... In my eyes, all I seen was that everyone was kind of steering towards my mum. And I was like, this isn't fair on my dad. I'm going to go with my dad. So I moved with my dad, moved away from my siblings, um, moved away from my mum. And that's when things started to go a little bit weird for me growing up. Um, I didn't realize it at the time. I realize it now that being away from my siblings especially was really tough on me, especially going into my teenage years. Um, it was just me and my dad. I um, I didn't have any people around my age other than at school to be like, yo, this is, you know, I'm kind of going insane on my own at home. But, um, you know, growing up 14, 15, 16, I didn't have the relationship with my dad started to sour really badly and it was not healthy at all. Um, I'm not going to go, this is the only thing I'm not going to be 100% honest with you about is just, well, not, not honest, just not tell you exactly every detail, but, um, just put it this way. There was a lot of stuff that went on between me and my dad, um, as a teenager that kind of started to make me go, into a really depressive, unhealthy state. My dad was a heavy alcoholic, um, and I was the only one in the home with him. Um, there'd be a lot of times where I'd wake up my dad to take me to school and he wouldn't wake up and, um, just stuff like that. Um, he didn't treat me very well. He wasn't a parent. I had to kind of be forced to grow up fairly quickly at the age of 16, 17. I was pretty much 
caring for myself at this stage. Um, but that's when things started to go really weird for me. And that's when I knew that I was starting to get really down on myself. I stopped going to school. I didn't want to see any of my friends. I was just kind of alone. Um, didn't re- I had a relationship with my mum, but I didn't really see her all that often. Um, I had relationships with my siblings, but again, didn't see them all that often. It was just me and my dad. Um, so yeah, things started to go bad. I um, got to a point where I was um, pretty suicidal. Um, it was it was intense, and that lasted for me for right up until I was 18, 19 years old when I couldn't take the uh, the stuff from my dad anymore and I decided to move out of home. And I moved out with a friend, but I just thought that would solve all of my issues. I had, you know, like yourself, Kevin, I was um, in, in and out of the hospital and, you know, stuff like that. There was a lot of stuff going down. Um over those few years, but I thought once I moved away from my dad, everything would be fine, but I realized that 19, at 19, 19, 20, I, those were some of the hardest years of my life because I couldn't escape what had been going on during my teenage years. Um, a lot of the time when I was first kind of going through it, if I would open up to anybody, whether it be grandparents or even my mum, um, it was always the typical, you're a teenager, you're just going through that stage kind of deal. And so I just thought it was normal. But when it was starting to get suicidal and really, really like bad, um, that's when I knew I needed help. And like I said, in and out of the hospital. Anyway, um, a lot of stuff went down. Um, I don't really have a relationship with my dad even to this day. We don't really talk anymore, but um, just because of all the stuff that's happened, it's in this day, it's made me a healthier person than what I kind of was experiencing. But um, back to where I was after I moved out and I was really quite, still quite down, I knew that I needed to do something. Um, and this is this is where it gets different for everybody because a lot of people can't get out of this. Like you said, you're still struggling and, and stuff like that. I remember this day where I was, um, again, quite de- depressed and quite suicidal. And um, I remember going through stages of, you know, thinking about that kind of stuff and being like, you know, there's no point in me being here and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I just remember waking up one day, it was, I'll never ever forget this day, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I was just laying there, and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm literally out of the situation that made me so down, that made me so depressed, um, and I just kind of laid there, and I was up for, I remember being up for hours, just literally just thinking about everything, and being like, what am what's going on? Like I need to do something to get out of this because I'm out of everything. I'm I'm literally, you know, on my own. I, I can I can kind of beat this and that's you know, it didn't happen just like that. It wasn't just, you know, miraculously like, oh like I'm better now. I just remember taking active steps to see counselors to um you know uh really make the effort to want to make myself better. 
and it took it some time, but I come out on the other side of it. I never went through any kind of medication from doctors and um, stuff like that. I did this all on my own to a certain degree. Counselors helped and, and stuff like that. But um, m- the reason I get so positive and things is because I know what it's like to be on the other side of things. I know what it's like to um, be at your darkest days. And listen, when I was going through all of that, I couldn't find happiness in anything. Um, but I guess this is where wrestling kind of ties in because out of everything, out of everything that happened, the one consistent thing, the one constant thing that always kind of took me out of whatever was going on was wrestling. I remember being in the hospital and my Nana actually come in with an iPad and, um, my Nana, I wasn't really talking much. I wasn't really doing much. And I seen Nan brought the, the iPad in and I was like, yo, what, what is, can I play on the iPad? And I just remember the first thing I did was, um, hook up my personal hotspot. So I had data on my iPad and I just watched wrestling. My Nana sat there and I didn't say anything to her. I just watched wrestling because it made me happy. It was the only thing that really, um, I'm not trying to sound cliche or trying to sound like dramatic or anything like this. I'm just being my ex- sharing my experience, but it really did take me out of everything. Wrestling helped me a lot. Um, it's the, yeah, it's the only con- like the consistent thing that's always just a way to zone out. I think that's important to have those things, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be wrestling, obviously. It can be, you know, taking your dog for a walk, or it can be um, playing a video game, watching a certain TV show or a movie or whatever. Whatever kind of takes you out, I think it's important. In my experience, it's important to have some form of distraction because I pushed a lot of people away in that time. I think, Kevin, you can, from alluding to before, is that when you get in these, I know our experiences are different and stuff like that, but um, when you get down on yourself and you get to that state of mind, you don't want to be around anybody. Is that fair to say? <laughs> yeah, because when you're around people, um, at least in my experience, being around my friends was tough because I saw how happy they they all yep. were, and I knew that I couldn't quite I couldn't reach that level of happiness anymore. And as a result, it just made me feel worse. So I distanced myself from everybody because I figured, you know, A, why bring everyone else down to my level when I could just, you know, do my own thing and, you know, let everybody else be happy. And I just, I wanted to be happy. And I saw that I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't push through. And that just made me want to get away. Yeah, um, it is like that. That's exactly kind of how I felt as well. You were kind of just looking around, you'd be like, why can't I get like that? Because, um, being around people like that, especially if in my experience, the very few people I did open up to, um, would always just kind of tell me, Oh, just stop being like that. And it's like, I can't, I'm trying to open up to you, trying to be honest with people. And it was always uh, you're silly or shut up or don't be like that or just be happy. It's like, well, that's my intention. I don't want to be like how I was and stuff like that. Um, 
I think a lot of the thing too is when I moved out of home and thought everything would be okay and kind of you know, it's like, oh, it's just the relationship I have with my dad and, you know, that issue. Um, uh, I thought that'd be fine. But what I realized is that I was also going through a very bad state of loneliness. Um, at that point, I had ooh, fresh pretty much six months after I moved out, it was still fairly fresh after a long, um, distance, uh, a long-term relationship. I had broken up with her. I had, I had no one. I felt like I had no, um, no social life. I had not a lot of friends. The ones I did have, I kind of didn't keep very close because I was always afraid to get too close to people because they were so much happier than I was. It was a real time, and, I, like, I don't look back on it now. Um, obviously, it wasn't a fun time, and I wouldn't like to experience it again, but I also wouldn't change it. I really wouldn't. It's made me how I am today. I am a genuinely quite a happy person. I've kind of come through that stage in my life, um, especially in the last year. I still have my moments, like everybody does, but it's certainly not to that extent anymore. Um, and, you know, I keep hearing, as this kind of builds a brain buster, which starts next week, a shameless plug in there. Um, <laughs> I um, I have heard all the peop- like people on Brain Buster that, you know, if they're hyping up our show, a word that keeps coming up when describing me is positive. And um, that just like, makes me so happy to hear because there was a time in my life where I was legitimately the opposite of that. I didn't have any kind of positive kind of outlook on anything except wrestling. Wrestling was my only my only time where I didn't think about that kind of stuff, but it makes me happy to be like that. I didn't realize I honestly was like that, but I guess I'm just always looking on the bright side of most things, not everything. I'm not like I said, I'm not a crazy person, but um, I always try to look on that kind of side because I know what it's like to be way worse than a, than a wrestling product. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm, you know, there's a lot of people that had it a lot worse than I did. There's a lot of people that have it a lot worse than Kevin did. There's, there's always someone that's had it worse than you, but um, that's my kind of experience with it. And to me... I don't want to shy away from that kind of stuff because being on, for the most part, the other side of it, um, you, you, you don't know who you can help. I know I've had people um, come to me and, you know, I'm always that, I'm always will be here for people if they want to vent and just talk because that's when I do open up to people is when I've never... Well, at least now in the last couple of years, I don't hide anything from anyone. Anyone that asks me about my struggles with um, growing up and stuff like that, I'm always very, very, very honest with people. I don't hide any kind of detail about it um, because I just don't see the point in doing that, at least anymore, because everyone has struggles. Everyone has a reason why they're the person they are today and I just think it's important to talk about that kind of stuff and I know I've been a little bit scattered with some things I was just um I just want to let everybody kind of know to whoever is listening to this and they're going through any kind of 
um, depression or anxiety or just sadness or whatever. Um, I want you to know that you may not know me as a person. You may not know me in a physical sense, but um, I'm always very willing to talk about anything anyone wants to talk about and just even if it's just a vent and you don't want me to say a thing, sometimes it does, it takes the power out of it. Um, I know it's hard to talk about and Kevin can probably echo this as well. It's very hard to talk about this kind of stuff. It really isn't easy. Um, but it if you talk about it, it kind of takes a little bit of the, the, the power out of it to let it eat at you. Because that's the worst thing you can do is just let it eat at you. Always... Always talk to a friend, um, go to a doctor, a counselor, whatever it may be that you think will help you, just talk about it. Even if it's just writing it down. I, I noticed a lot of the time I just wrote stuff down or I typed a little note in my phone just to kind of, it's out of your mind, it has no power. Um, I don't know if that experience works for you as well, Kevin, but I just feel like talking about it with someone does help. Oh, it absolutely does. That was my biggest, I think, weakness through everything I went through was that my I was unable, unwilling and just unable to talk to anybody. I shut myself off from just about everybody. I didn't even talk to my parents about it. I, I would just tell them everything was fine, whereas I was sinking into a really dark place. So I, I, I couldn't agree more with the fact that you talking about it makes it does it make it feel better. I it took me a while to realize that, but it does help to get it out in the open because then it's no longer on your mind where it's the most dangerous place it could be. Instead, talk to yeah, talk to a friend, talk to your family, talk go see it there. I see a therapist and a psychiatrist every week, and I always come out feeling better than I did when I went in it's it's so important to to talk about it and to deal with it and not avoid it and not let it crush you yeah no definitely um that's why when I kind of dm Kevin the other day and was like yo I'm just gonna be I just feel like it's necessary because I'm trying to put as much of the as much as as much of Josh into wrestling reverb as I possibly can and good, bad, the ugly, the pretty, I want to kind of share my journey to where I am today. And I just, I said to Kevin in a DM, I was like, yo, I want to do this little special thing. Um, just to kind of talk about, you know, my kind of journey and my struggles with, you know, um, depression and suicide and all that kind of stuff. Um, I have a family of people that have, not all, but um, they have dealt with this in their own kind of way, and um, like I like I said to you before, it's, uh, even to this day, I, I don't really have a relationship with my father, and I don't know if we'll ever really mend our relationship, like we do not speak to each other anymore, um, but at the same time as... People can relate to this because just because, you know, a lot of people don't have relationships with their parents or their family of some matter. Um, I don't know if we ever will, but at the same time, I'm a much happier person now. And I just don't know if we ever will mend that. We had a lot of issues and 
um, stuff like that. It's just just to let everybody know, um, it's just because someone is, in my experience, just because someone is um, has the title of family, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to let them treat you a certain way um, just because of that that title. Um, in my experience, I'm just talking for myself here, everyone's different. But um, in 2019, I feel like I'm a much happier person than I was four or five years ago. And I think that says something just about how I've kind of dealt with things and um, how I've kind of have this, this last year or so, I just have this new outlook on kind of how I look at life, really, in every sense of the word, I just try and make the most out of everything. Um, two years ago, I would have never done something like this. I would have never done a podcast. I just would have never done it. I wouldn't have been in the state of mind to do it. I wouldn't have been a happy enough person to do it. Um, I wouldn't have had the confidence to do it because, man, that kind of stuff takes self-confidence. Oh my Lord, like it takes you out. It really, you have no confidence about yourself, um, especially as, you know, it just happens. People do find out about this kind of stuff and you get embarrassed and you get uncomfortable and it it feels like it's making it worse. But hey, I'm, I don't care who knows about my story anymore because... It just is what it is. It's a part of my life. Um, wouldn't change a thing because it's just made me have this kind of outlook on how I approach life now. I've got to look at it in a different way. I'm genuinely smiling and um, generally just having a good time. Um, I'm Because of all this, um, some things will never change. I'm not a huge drinker because of the issues that my dad had. And, you know, growing up seeing that, I, I drink, but I don't, I'm not a huge drinker. Um, I'm not that kind of person. I'm not a huge party rat. I'm, I'm, I'm not big into that kind of stuff. I don't mind it sometimes, but, um, I'm, I'm pretty much a homebody. I like spending time with, with Josh, really. I just like, um, playing video games, going to work doing this podcast and watching a shit ton of wrestling. That's really what I do. Like I said to you before, uh, wrestling is a constant. It is just, it's something that's never changed. It's just always been that level of consistent of happy. And I think that's important. I do honestly think that everything kind of revolves to, in my life, back to wrestling, whatever it may be. So, um, you know, as a 23-year-old now, I feel like I'm the happiest I've ever been, which is a good thing. Um, I'm just enjoying life as it comes because I've been on the brink of it not being a thing anymore. And um, at that point in my life, that kind of stuff didn't scare me. Like not being here and stuff like that, that didn't scare me. But now I couldn't, I don't even want, I don't even think about that kind of stuff anymore. I just kind of enjoy living and enjoy being here and just trying to make some, some someone happy, if anything. I like bringing happiness. I like having a laugh. That's just how I am. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my kind of story. And I know it was a little bit scattered, Kev. But um, for the most part, very open about anything. And if anyone has any questions, um, Kevin, if you have any questions, feel free to ask me. But um, if anyone has any questions or just wants to talk or just whatever it may be, I am more than happy to 
talk or just let you vent or help you what my kind of experience were, what helped me, what didn't. I'm always here um, to do that. So please don't feel shy about asking and never feel shy about talking about this kind of stuff because too many people hide it away. Too many people tuck it under the rug. Just who shine a light on this kind of stuff because you relate with more people than you don't because a lot of people go through some extent of this in their life. So, um, yeah, but, uh, Kevin, if there's anything you want to ask me, feel free to ask me now, but, um, uh, I don't think I have any questions. Just, you know, this was, this is incredibly brave of you to do. I'm, I'm proud of you for doing this. Uh, I'm, je- I'm jealous of you <laughs> because you are, you have such a good head on your shoulders and you're so, you're, you're, you're so open and candid and that's incredibly refreshing. I, I'll admit, I still have trouble talking about yeah, stuff. Yeah, I've gotten to the point where I could talk about. Like, I've gotten to the point where I could, I could say everything I need to say, but it doesn't always come out so easily. Yeah, no, it doesn't for uh, me either. And a big, a big part of that. This was something you touched on earlier. Was the embarrassment factor of it? So that was a big fear for me when I realized sort of what was going down, that what I was suffering with. Uh, part of me was like, well, if I, I, I can't, that can't be me. I can't be the depressed kid. I can't be the ang- the anxious kid. I can't be that. Yeah, that, that's not me. If my friends find out, like, what do they think? If my family finds out, what do they think? And that weighed on me a lot. And, you know, at some point you just realize you have to take care of yourself before you take care of other people. And you have to think about what's best for you. And what's best for me, what's best for you, what's best for everybody is being up front about with your with your struggles and handle them head on that's the best way to do it i can't endorse that enough because it's really helped a lot of people it's helped me i know it's helped you josh and it's just it's so important such a such an issue that that needs to be brought into the forefront of of society is mental health i think mental health isn't a bad bad state right now i think a lot of people are going through this and just don't have the resources or the strength to get help and so yeah my dms are always open to anybody who's listening out there who needs help who needs to talk to to vent just to you know even if you just want to talk wrestling talk you know whatever just to get your mind off of things wrestling is wrestling has always been like like it is for you josh it's always been sort of that constant source of happiness for me yeah where I could, I could, like, I could probably say like wrestling saved my life because it's just I remember I I too have a story about watching wrestling in the hospital and you know I remember like basically not 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 not, not locking down one of the TV rooms but basically telling everyone that you know I, at Tuesday night eight o'clock that's my time to watch TV <laughs> I was, I was basically told you guys can watch wrestling with me or you guys can go back to your rooms I wasn't taking no for an answer. Uh, but it was there. It was That's there the for Kevin me. I like to hear. Yeah, right? it was there for me when I didn't think anybody else was, and that's just that's wrestling for a lot of. That's wrestling for a lot of people. I've noticed is that it's there for us no matter what. Yeah, um, I have so many. Listen, we're always going to get this for as long as we watch wrestling. There's always going to be that person that's like, "Why? It's fake. It's this. It's that." It's like I, we, I literally now the person I am today would turn around and say, you don't know what wrestling has done for me. 
you have everything that you like, I have everything that I like. And wrestling is, I've said this many times, wrestling is my first love. I do honestly mean that. And I hope people that listen to this realize that even more now because it really is. It really is my first love. I've genuinely fallen in love with this product and I don't really see myself, hey, we have our issues with it. I have my issues with wrestling all the time. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like a relationship. Um, um, but <laughs> it's tricky. It is. It's tricky. It is. It's uh, yeah. It's complicated sometimes. But uh, I I love wrestling and it's helped me so much. You, you, I pretty much watch wrestling twenty four seven at this stage. I'm surprised I just don't have it playing constantly in my house. But well, it pretty much is. Um, but it just helps me. It's helped me. It continues to help me whenever I have a day where I'm just not feeling the greatest. I put on wrestling. It doesn't even matter what it is. I just put it on and it just, it really is a zone to, um, it just zones you out of your life. You don't think about anything else. I literally can just sit in front of a television and watch wrestling and, you know, I look genuinely look forward to it is a big part of my life, obviously, and it's just because it reminds me of where I was and where I am, and I think that's a good thing to do because, like I said, it's important to not shy away from this kind of stuff, and I hope when I kind of put this episode out um, that People don't just think I'm just saying this or just, you know, looking for some... It's not a sub story. It's not a... It's not just a way to, you know... Oh, my God, like, you're so... I'm not looking for that at all. I'm just genuinely putting this out there to go, Hey, if you've experienced this, it's okay. And you'll get through to the other side. And even saying to you now, Kevin, I know you said you're not... You know, you're not on the other side yet. You're definitely still going through all this kind of stuff, but like just between you and me you will get you will get there i i can hear the way you talk about this and these are just the beginning steps of getting kind of through it you just have to keep constantly committed to wanting to be a better version of yourself i guess or be just be a happier version of yourself um you'll get through the other side it it will happen i i know it will I mean, I, I I can hear it in your voice that you generally want to be much happier or you're on that stage of getting much happier than you were, um, which is a good thing. And if you have distractions like wrestling or just chatting, I can genuinely tell the podcast helps you because yeah. we just chat for two or three hours and you're completely zoned out of whatever is going on in your life, which is, well, which is what I'm most happy about is that, um, if I can help in any way, I guess the podcast would help you. <laughs> yeah. I, the, I look forward to doing the show with you so much. It really helps me just lock everything else out of my mind for an hour or two. And, you know, if I'm ha- having a bad day, I know that I'll come out of, wrestling reverb on the other side feeling good again because we'll have just talked for an hour and a half about wrestling and that oh i'm I'm never gonna turn down an opportunity to do that i'm never gonna be let down by an opportunity to do that it's never gonna be it's never the 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 feeling is never gonna wear off you know i I think i think this is genuinely one of like the coolest things in the world 
that we're on our wrestling podcast right now. Even though even if this episode wasn't wrestling geared, this is a wrestling podcast. I think it's one of the coolest things in the world that we that we do this. I think this is awesome, and that's never going to go away. Every time every time I boot up Skype and we hop on the call together, I I'm, I I goosebumps. I get my the hairs are standing the hairs are standing up in my arms. I'm I got butterflies in my stomach. I'm nervous, but I'm excited. It's well, it's yeah. Well, I'm glad that we can do this, and you know, um. Well, We've been doing this, I've been doing this long enough where I've said, I've alluded to this many times, I've said to you many times, I I have, feel like I have a little bit more to talk about than just wrestling, and trust me, m- majority of me is wrestling, and this is always a wrestling podcast, don't worry about that, but it's okay to be ourselves and have other kind of conversations and stuff, just because... Wrestling Reverb is still Josh and Kevin. There's still people behind this, of course, and there is other things that happen in life. Um, So I I don't think the beauty of what I have created and what we have become is that I can talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about and um, whatever mood I'm kind of in, it doesn't really matter. I can talk about anything. Um, It's just genuinely always going to be wrestling. But... um, I can, there is still Josh and Kevin and there is other things going on in our lives. And if I feel like it's necessary that we put it on the podcast, then there's no one to really tell me I can't do that. So, um, your own boss. I'm my own boss. We're our own team. We decide what we want to talk about. And I just thought this was necessary and okay to do this kind of stuff. And, um, I'm sure that we will get messages from our brain buster powers about this one because um, we are like family in a sense of the short time that we've been, ta- well, not the short time, it's been about a month now, um, with our brain buster powers. Um, we all care for one another and I think that's become the biggest thing, the biggest part of this that's just blows my mind all the time is that we all genuinely love and support one another which is really cool because we're all a part of different parts of the world we really don't see we don't we've never seen each other in that sense so um yeah i'm sure that when we put this out there'll be a lot of that from them um but yeah i just i don't really know how else to really what else to say or what else to end this but um i hope that this conversation has helped someone and um trust me we've got a big week next week so it'll be back to normal next week back to wrestling don't worry um because we'll be back on your sunday night kevin of course um we'll be recording reverb rewind and the poll is open for another day or so between wrestlemania 17 and wrestlemania 24 um I think I know what we're going to be watching, but I kind of assumed that from the start. I'm not mad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not mad either. Not at all. Not by a long shot. But hey, it's still a day. It's still a day. It still could... They don't call it a comeback for nothing. <laughs> you know, the other WrestleMania could do it. But um, regardless, it's going to be... We're going to be 
happy and fun again next week. We won't get so dippity down for you next week because it's fucking WrestleMania week. So, you know, it's going to be a fun week. Um, But that will kind of do us this week. Well, do us this bonus special episode kind of deal. And we'll catch you guys for WrestleMania next week. Um, Kevin, if you could describe WrestleMania week in one word, what would you describe it as? Oh, my God. I feel like I'm on the family feud or something. Um, gargantuan. Because Holy there's just... shit. So- that is a word. That's a, it is a word. I swear to God it's a word. That is a word. <laughs> oh, Let me get out my Webster's just- Dictionary. Like, whoa. <laughs> there's so much going on. There's so much going on. There's a lot. Not just in WWE, but in all over the wrestling world. Mm. There's so much shit going on. Mm-hmm. That's really, really, man. That has blown me away. That word. Um, but yeah, we'll catch you guys next week and all different times. Make sure you go to my Twitter, or I believe it's on Kevin's Twitter as well. You'll find the WrestleMania schedule, and you'll find out where to find us. And make sure go and subscribe to Brainbuster Radio right now if you haven't, because you're dumb if you haven't. Go and subscribe right now. And starting Monday, April 1st, you can start with Omega Luke, who is a wonderful ray of light in this world. I adore that man. He is a wonderful, wonderful dude. And um, he's going to kick us off, and you can catch me and Kevin on Brainbuster Radio on Fridays. Every Friday, you're going to catch us. Uh, every single Friday. We're never going to miss a day, are we, Kevin? We're always going to be committed. No, no. Every Friday. We're gonna be we're gonna be here till the day the sun burns out. Exactly. Till there is no more Earth anymore. Me and Kevin will be on Brainbuster Radio on Fridays. Make sure you go subscribe to that wherever you get podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast wherever you get podcasts. Oh, I do have one more thing that I wanna bring up. So, as many of you are aware, <laughs> the Bella Twins started a podcast and I was like, Really? The Bellas are having a podcast now okay so i listened to it and i enjoyed it but oh man do they have some learning to do i'm not saying i'm great at podcasting but they have some learning to do on how to do a podcast that is a shitstorm. they just have segments and they have all these different branches of things and they're trying to do a lot in like 45 minutes um but I just don't know why I wanted to bring that up, but I listened to the Bella Twins podcast. It was an experience that I'll never forget. They talked about all different kinds of things. They talked wrestling. They talked their reality show. They talked about John Cena. They talked about one-night stands. It was a whole thing. It was a mess. It was a mess. <laughs> Someone have to tune in. That all I, sounds I, if you want to just listen to just a random bunch of words... Listen to the Bellas podcast. Am I going to listen to it next week? I mean, probably, but they need to, they certainly have some learning to do on how to do podcasts because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> it was just, just a shit storm. <laughs> I'm sure that, well, you know, Bellas, if you're listening to the show, which, which they I know are. you are. Yeah, of course they are. There's no doubt in my mind that they are. Uh, hit up Josh for some podcasting tips. Yeah, you, um... I'm happy to come on your show. You can come on here. I don't. I don't give a shit. Bree, Nikki, their mum, whoever, sister-in-law. Hey, sign me up. 
No. Um, it was fine. I just thought I'd bring it up because I was like, I know people know I'm fans of the Bellas, and when I seen the Bella Twins have a podcast, I was like, yes, I'm going to listen to it. And the judgment, throw at me. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I have no shame in my game. I'll listen to who has a <laughs> podcast I want to. Um, but yeah, okay, on that note, what an outro talking about the Bella Twins on this bonus edition. Of course, I had to end it with wrestling. Um, <laughs> we will catch you guys on our very special week next week. So uh, peace out. <laughs>